Hey guys, so we're going to go a bit old school and talk to Tengku Farid, who is undoubtedly one of the pioneers of the tech industry in Malaysia. Enjoy. Welcome to Tech This Way. Okay. Hi, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you, Farid. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Um, for those who don't know, I don't think that's too many, is that you know you are pretty much one of the pioneers lah, to our tech scene. Yes, uh, we were. I, yeah. yeah, okay. Because I think recently, you know, I mean, not recent lah, for the last five, six years, I've been dealing with a lot of startups and all mm-hmm. these exciting things, right? Mm. And for a lot of these guys, oh, this is something so new. In Malaysia, nobody's breaking the tech, uh, the technology space, can? Mm. Then I was thinking, actually, no, not true. In the nineties, there used to be this one guy, <laughs> um, who really pioneered, you know, all these cloud services and all that, right? Yeah. And that's you and Scully. Yeah. So that's why I thought it'd be interesting to have your perspective on, you know, what you see these days in terms of the new startups and entrepreneurs. Mm. Um, by sharing a little bit about your own journey for the last twenty plus years. Oh, twenty plus years, yeah. right? We, in this we went through a lot of cycles. Yeah, so that, yeah, you're right. So within the last twenty plus years, you would have gone through a few life cycles of a of a, a, mm. a startup, right? and mm. maybe that'll be interesting for you to to share, lah. Yeah, um, well, I leave it to you to yeah. where you want to. Well, begin. basically, we we started twenty twenty two plus years ago. Okay, and uh, so that's nine. 1998 1998-1997-1998-1997-1997-1997-1997-1997-1997-1997-1997-1997-1997-1997-1997-1997-1997-1997-1997-1997-1997-1997-1997-1997-1997-1997-1997-1997-1997-1997-1997-1997-1997-1
Alta Vista. Yeah, Alta Vista. Knekwaski is but nobody knows the Alta yeah, Vista. Yeah, Alta Vista. It was like a precursor. <laughs> Yahoo. Before Google and Yahoo. Before Yahoo. Before Google. Yeah, before Google. Before mm. Yahoo. Mm. It's a search engine. So uh, if you watch um, uh, Captain Marvel. Okay. And Captain Marvel was in the 80s. Yeah. Went back into the 80s and she searched the search engine. Was it Alta Vista? That that's was right. Alta Vista. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That was Alta Vista. A throwback. Okay. Yeah. So, so then Alta Vista wanted to start a search a, here. A search engine here. So mm. they franchised it out and we we handled for them for for Asia X Japan. Cool. And we got the funding for them. Mm. Uh, and we said, okay, we'll, we'll come in together and invest together in this company. And that's what we did. Mm. So the rest was history. Huh. Yeah. But, but I, want, I want to go through this history. Yeah, well, uh, when we okay. first started, um, the Asian economic crisis came. Oh, uh, that's bad timing. Huge bad timing. Huh. But we survived and we just withheld uh, the storm. And basically, once, uh, once the crisis uh, was over... Uh, we managed to be the first one uh, providing the services of uh, advertisement on on the on search engine. And what year? What year was that? That was in 1998, all the way up to year two thousand when the crisis ended. Was in year two thousand two thousand one. Right. And uh, well, when we had to run AltaVista, we had to have a data center. Well, hmm. small. You don't call it a data center. It was like a server room. Okay. But if you, you know, at that time, that was the data center that you can find. Yeah. Uh, it was around 800 square feet only. Okay, where was it? Uh, in UPM. Okay. Oh, in yeah. the in uh, yeah. the university. Yeah, the university. So the university started a what we call an incubation center. Okay. The old pre precursor of a co working environment. Ah. Uh, yeah. So, okay. So we had our facilities there, and uh, the problem was that you know the server only took uh, probably. 20 square feet. <laughs> Twenty okay. square feet. One rack or two racks. <laughs> One two racks only. Uh. And it was huge service. I mean, uh, the whole Asia had uh, probably two plus us three. Uh, four. We had the whole Asia had four, and we had two of them. Okay. It's really powerful the digital machines. Okay. DAC machines. Hmm. And uh, I don't think they exist anymore. DAC don't exist. Anymore. DAC's gone. They got yeah. sold to Compact. Compact. Uh, yeah. And Compact got sold to HP and <laughs> got absorbed. So um, what happened was that it was really empty. Huh. And and people uh, so you had this eight hundred square feet and then and a, with a yeah couple people of coming by said I I need the server room I need a server room I need computer facilities I need twenty four by seven services so yeah would you rent our services oh yeah. so it, it so just can happen it just kind of happen and and huh. so then people were just picking up and it's kind of fun because people will come in and said hey you know uh, we like to re- put our machines here and rent obviously we had the uh, a lot of demand from. Um, political sites at that time was uh, Reformacy ah okay okay <laughs> so uh, a few special branch people came to see us <laughs> <laughs> who's in your service <laughs> yeah who's in our service okay. and then uh, we had uh, obviously the the at that time was the hype of uh, online uh, uh, porno sites ah, okay <laughs> so we we had those uh, occasional which we rejected Right. And then there were, well, we, yeah, I know. I mean, we had a lot of demand on that. And then we had put a policy that, okay, no alcohol, no cigarettes, no porn sites. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so you were running the search engine for Alta Vista then. Yes. And yeah. at the same time, the extra capacity, and then you decided to, yes. to rent it out. The extra capacity, we, we started to rent it out. And, you know, it was good. And then UPM had uh, Durian Duson Kaplakang. 
Okay. So people come and have their durian after they put their server set up. <laughs> That's really cool. It was yeah. really fun. The, the good old days. Yeah. So how many customers did you have at that time? Around in oh, the, in I the think we had about, uh, about I think for 800 square feet, the servers were stacked one over the other. Hmm. And you know, they didn't have sophisticated racks like this time. Okay. Uh, nowadays. So it was stacked almost up to the ceiling. And okay. people were like coming in. Can we fit in more servers? No, we can't. It was like, so oh, you're almost like turning away business there. Yeah, time. we were actually at turning. Mm. And that's how we turned around because we were totally in debt during crisis. Mm. And the, the server business uh, helped us turn around and pay all our debts. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, well, the data center is still running right now and data center became to our cloud business. Still and at the same place? I know we've eight hundred square feet. Uh, we've got about two thousand plus facilities plus more uh, uh, that we work with uh, wholesale uh, mm. data center facility providers in CX two in Sabajaya. Okay, so how did the Alta Vista business die? Well, they well DAC uh, was running it digital equipment, mm. and they got sold off to Compaq, and Compaq didn't really have any do anything with it with, with mm. the search engine. Mm. So it kind of died by itself. And, and even Alta Vista is a business. Yeah, but we, we we spun out a, a Yahoo-like uh, portal mm-hmm. where you know it, it because you know search engine had a very small CPM rate for advertisement rate. Okay. Because it's massive, it's traffic high traffic, but it doesn't zero down to the your profile. Mm. So we were ma- we had Scully.com portal, which was you know like. Uh, uh, a portal for Asian uh, news, political, and also uh, financial news. Okay. So yeah. the traffic that fetched about what five or six times uh, ever better advertisement rates. Mm. So when uh, when AutoVista uh, disappeared, we had Scully.com running still. Can I take over? Yeah. Mm. Can I take over? So that really helped the business as well. Okay. Mm. So how, what year was that when you went through uh, with Scully.com? Uh, I think Scully.com, uh, uh, we started uh, earlier in 1999, but we we couldn't compete with the likes of uh, Yahoo mm. and the likes of, uh, I mean, CNN Asia c- uh, came out and mm. all that side. So we couldn't compete with the advertising dollars. Mm. So we actually shut it down in 2005. Ah, okay. Yeah, okay. So how was the business at that point? How, what, how did it evolve? So from lots of uh, server storage. So uh, storage. And then uh, we, you know, Scully.com ran on our own uh, PHP uh, content management system. Okay. So we we started uh, productizing that, providing Ah, that, licensing it to Malaysia Airlines, to a few other uh, organizations. Oh, I see. A few other banks. Right. Yeah. So we we actually did that. Mm. And we got the, the, that business is still running now. Ah okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's our our solutions and software business. Right. Yeah. So uh, help share a little bit more about the evolution then from Scully's businesses lah. Mm-hmm. So it was from Alta Vista. Then there was the server rental right storage yeah, collocation. Yeah. So server rental, and then we went to to uh, to the software business of CMS. Yes. And then we became to what we call a web platform. Okay. And then now we are evolving further. Mm. We are fusing the software business to the cloud business. So Mm. we can customize uh, solutions rapidly and people people subscribe uh, like a subscription on the cloud. So today, what would be, what would you say Scully does? What's What's your big businesses now? In terms of well, services. we're doing digital transformation now. Okay. What does that mean? Digital transformation? It means that, uh, you know, that means that 
organizations, either your traditional or, or startup, mm. you want to f- use the net to basically uh, improve your processes mm. uh, or actually to actually gain more uh, customer engagement. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, we've got customers like uh, a startup that who right now um, going to be like a, um, you know, a, a Airbnb of uh, charity organizations. Okay. So they will like build an app. Mm. So we, we we are in the process of building it up and then they subscribe on a monthly basis. So like building it up meaning you will provide the, the app, development the data center, the, as the well. security, the backup, the data center part as well. Oh, okay. Uh, the development and the design. Mm. Because I was going to say right now, one of the ways is that a bunch of these uh, future startup guys will get together, be the developers and then they will go to um, whether Amazon, right, or yeah, they go Amazon, Azure, right. and then yeah. they 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 you know get the space from there, yeah. whether it's free or whatever lah, again, uh, and then they'll pay eventually. So why would they go to your services as opposed to going to Amazon or Microsoft? Well, Amazon only provides cloud infrastructure, mm. so you still have to do the development. Mm. So this will be uh, companies or organizations that that doesn't have a technical team, so we ah. actually handle everything. Okay. Uh, so they just uh, we have a. A methodology that we've uh, perfected for the past seven years in, in mm. the solutions business mm. that allows you know people to actually uh, translate their uh, their user requirements mm. so that we come up with a mm. technical specifications and okay. a system for them. Yeah. So we got one company that's you know providing uh, a wholesaler of uh, uh, food. Mm. And they need to actually go downstream, and they wanted a, a simple app for their for their uh, stakeholders mm. to order online. Mm. So we did that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Huh? So how do you go? To, how do you go to market? Um, seeing that you know, for the last four five years, now there has been a bit of a boom with all these startups, you know, mm. companies coming up. How have you managed to tackle this this growing demand for for those kind of services? Well, actually, we 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 started with with the cloud storage first. Mm. Uh, people come in and out, and we do have the data, uh, st- and then we started upselling. Mm. Uh, so we started some of the small companies going up. Yeah. But we do the bulk of our business are enterprise clients. Ah, okay. So they are requesting for a lot of things that they need to change the, mm. the way things they do business mm. and so on. So we go in and actually. Uh, help them improve their transformation. Mm. And the thing is that what we tell them is that uh, transformation is not about technology, it's about people. Right. And, right. you know, don't invest the millions of dollars. Right? I'd like you to pay me millions of, of dollars. Of course you would like to. Yeah, but the thing is that mm. we said, look, start small. Mm. Okay. That's how you pilot your, uh, your transformation. Mm. And a lot of people ask us the questions like, where do I start? I said, actually, you already know where you start. Just tell me one problem that you as you keep talking about every week, every day, mm. and you start from there. Right. And I tell them our story that uh, you know we had a problem with collection. Okay. And uh, this is Kali as a yeah, business. Kali, yeah. yeah. And you know we we say we invoice a uh, hundred thousand uh, this month, and we only collect twenty thousand the next month, and mm. probably sixty thousand the following month, and the third month is is the rest. And mm. It's like terrible in cash flow. So we said, what's the problem? Actually, we found out that. You know, we have this process where we send the invoice and clients being clients sometimes lose their invoice. Okay, and not maliciously, it just happens. Yeah, yeah it happens. It sits on somebody's desk. It sits yeah. on the, re- the reception. And, you know, there's two or three people in charge of the project. It just sits there. So 
what we did was we actually digitized the process to make sure that everybody's informed that when the invoice goes out, three days later, the system alerts, hey, have you called the client to test? Have you received the invoice? Mm. <laughs> so alert on your own side. Uh, yeah. yeah. So it's just an alert in the system that says, please confirm that the client has received mm. uh, this invoice. Mm. And you click on it and then and then the system then takes another seven days for to a uh, deadline for it to go to the finance department. Mm. So that's our that's our next uh, uh, toll gate. Yeah. Yeah. That basically, oh, seven days, it got to go to finance. So if it doesn't, then it alerts me and then say, okay, yeah. what's happening and so on. Okay. So it's just deciding a process and making sure that everybody has the checks mm. uh, or uh, have all the check boxes ticked mm. uh, at this stage. And we actually improve collection a lot. Oh, okay. 80 or 90% yeah. of our collection are actually met. Almost in the uh, in the current month. Just by having reminders to go and yes. follow up with it's the client. It's as simple as that. So yeah. the things that I, when I tell them is that clients that they get too too engrossed with the complications, mm. and then we said, look, just tell me one problem and I'll tell you how to solve it. Right. And and what we do is that we translate what their requirements into technical specifications, mm. and from that technical specifications we prototype to them for them so that they can see. Mm. And one of the things that we got one client that's very interesting was that. They had uh, four or five internal departments okay. and five external agencies uh, to to come up with a portal, and nobody can be on the same page to what they want. Okay, <laughs> so yeah, there's too many stakeholders. Yeah. There's too many stakeholders. The other yeah. one wants this way, the other one wants the other way, and uh, you know the requirements took a long time to to resolve. So when we uh, came out with this new methodology, we test bedded this new methodology with this client. And instead of, you know, about two or three months delayed already, we managed to close the requirements in about a month mm. because we prototyped it. Yeah, We told yep. them, okay, this is what you wanted. Huh? Person A, person B, is that? and then we put it together. Mm. And they said, these are specifications and prototyped it to them. Mm. And like um, Steve Jobs said, lah, you know, clients do not know what they want until you start show it to them. them. Yeah. So that's what we did. We showed it to them. Right. So they managed to play around with it and they say, I don't like this way, I don't like this design, I this too old, I want more of a new design and so on. Uh I want the you know, a, a different type of uh cut types of uh, more of a uh cut punya concept of design and so on. Mm. So they play around with it and then once they confirm we start developing and it's faster. Mm. So when we start developing, once they confirm they cannot move around anymore. One of the problems that we see a lot of uh, software companies getting uh, uh, losing money is that the requirements keep changing. Yeah. And you, if you don't have a control on that, and it's hard to manage clients, uh, especially local ones, you can't say no to them. Yeah. You know, it'll be a problem. So, you, you know, uh, scope and timeline and cost keeps, mm. uh, keeps moving. So that sounds like uh, from a project delivery approach. Eh? Mm-hmm. It's almost a hybrid between, you know, right now everybody's talking about the scrum yes. and being agile yeah. and cycles, right? Mm. Whereas you created the, you know, the prototypes early. Mm. But then you also went into the point where, okay, now once that's out, you can lock down the requirements and then you can develop it. And that sounds like more on the traditional way of delivery. Yeah. So I guess the reality in terms of delivering systems, is it a bit of both or do you guys feel it, 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 it is a bit of both? It is a bit both because, uh, you know, once you go in and then uh, and then once you develop, uh, somebody will come and, hey, I got this idea. Yeah, we'll put it in the backlog and, mm. you know, we'll come up with the next release. It happens. Yeah. It, it keeps on happening. Yeah. Well, because things evolve, right? Mm. You, you go around and you, 
you're on a flight, you're at the airport, you're, you're sitting around watching TV, uh, Netflix, and you just, yeah, that's interesting. Why don't I apply it to my, to my app that I'm building mm. right now? Eh? Mm. So when the CEOs and CFO comes about, when the board directors come about with an idea, yeah, we'll put it in, yeah, but we'll, 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 we'll put it this in queue for the next release. Right. Yeah, that's what, that's what mm. it is. Uh, so the, the idea is that, uh, you know, you can't, you, you can't, Allow an app to keep be frozen in the factory for too long. Yeah, you gotta get it out. Gotta keep it mm. because you never know. I mean, in theory, you know, we can sit in the room and we can look at the prototype, but until you launch it, yeah, and you have the data analytics, mm. then you really know what works and what doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. Now, have you seen that? That approach change because you know I think we've all been in delivery business for the last twenty, almost thirty years, again. That where in the old days it is about locking down the requirements and then you talk about the requirements. I mean, okay, you don't talk about it. You discuss and you guess uh-huh. the requirements uh-huh. for a very long period before you start the development and then you finally launch it. You know, within maybe you know nine months to a year after all the requirements. Right? Only then to find out at the end, oh, maybe it's not quite right. But by then, it's all about VOs and things. Yeah. As opposed to, I guess, in the more recent years, it is more. It is already acceptable that you do this faster cycle, shorter cycles to Correct. launch, right? As opposed to before you, you, you know, you'd be in the project team for about a year and a half, then you have a big celebration when you finally go live. <laughs> uh, and some of the people already retired. And some, yeah, <laughs> don't even see the, the end result, right? Yeah. So obviously, it sounds like you did see the the mm. evolution la, from you know the old style delivery until now. Yeah. Um, how do you see? And because it sounds like most of your customers are corporates and enterprises. Mm. That's playing into the in the world of the larger consulting companies, yes. right? The the IBMs and the Accentures and the EYs of the world. How did you compete with those guys? Um, you know, being Scully, uh, not to put it down, but I'm just saying that you know you've got these big multinational consulting companies, right? Vying for the for the same type of of customers that you were going for. How did you fight with those guys? Well, I'll tell them actually. Actually, these uh, multinationals come in. Uh, the Quilos will come and sell. And then it's only the local boys who actually do the grunt work. Anyways, is it? yeah. So here we go. I'm just bringing you. I'm the I'm the local boy that's <laughs> going to do the grunt work. I'm not going to charge you millions for it. Right. And then there is dollars and cents, and it's producing a good thing. Mm. And we've got a brand name and track record mm. that we've been around that we actually know our stuff. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's the crust of the matter. Mm. That's how that's we true. sell. So how is the business now and uh, moving forward? How well, business is tough now. I mean, uh, mm. I must say the market is really slow. People mm. are, are cautious about investing invest, and investing. Uh, but the thing is that uh, we do this because when you go on a subscription model, people can actually manage their cash flow, mm. manage their risks. Um, so that's kind of good. And we're getting a lot of demand on that. Mm. Uh, but the traditional solutions business is, uh, is, is, is really slowing down. Right. Uh, right. And we're now very selective. Um, we don't go in all the projects and you know some of the projects are basically GLCs and the government mm. and which uh, government? Uh, <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, ask me again next week <laughs> yeah, on, or tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah but the thing is mm. that uh, uh, that's the thing I mean uh, you know the uh, some of my uh, comrades in the industry mm. are, are, are now uh, size down 80%, some are shutting down. 
Wow. Because of they got stuck with government projects, mm. and these are government projects are genuine government uh, projects. Then they're, they're they're not projects that were wahyu turun and so okay. on. Okay, yeah, so uh, they they want this on on their own merits, merit. mm. but the projects are are are, are not implemented, and sometimes the government do not, you know, follow their contract, mm. Mm. and and they got hit. Wow. And and you know it's it's uh it's sad. I guess that's the reality of. You know, on one hand, you would think those kind of projects are safer. Yes. Right. Yeah. But on the hand, when it's a lot of risk. Yeah, because uh, you know, to you have to uh, fund this project. Mm. You have to take a loan, and as a founder, you put your personal guarantee on those loans. Mm. Uh, so this this is a challenge. Mm. Even even us, we are uh, we are in one predicament right now with one project with the government. Wow. Yeah. Okay. okay. So we are. So it's know, tough. It's, it's hard. Tough. It's tough. Yeah. Mm. Uh, so, like, you've been in the business now for you know as as a, a founder CEO for a long time now, right? Mm-hmm. And you see a lot of these new guys coming up, you know, full of euphoria and excitement, right? Mm-hmm. What would be your two or three advice to those guys, right? So that they can last as long as you have in in whatever industry um, that they're going to go into. Well, number one, it's not hundred meter dash; it's a long marathon. Hmm. It's a long marathon. I, I mean, I've had, uh, I think we, what? Well, not I think, we know we're the first MSC uh, startup. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm. Wow. Our MSC number was 007007. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and before that, there was the NTT and there was the telecom and there was, um, um, I think there was Fujitsu. Right. That was given MC status, and then suddenly so there was the first Malaysian. Yeah, and then suddenly it was just startup Scully that was got, got okay. an MC status, and so we were one of the people that went on stage and got that um, that 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 certificate from uh, Tun Mahathir. Right, but uh, my contemporaries are uh, no more there. Hmm. Uh, uh, they had just sold off, and only a few sold off. But yeah, who were your contemporaries twenty years ago? Job Street Media Shop, Christian. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a few that uh, is Kacha, is Kacha, Kacha. Yeah, Kacha. we competed with Kacha. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so they're not they're not around. Hmm. So so uh, when you say it's not a hundred meter dash, it's a it's a marathon. It's so a many marathon. Or many marathons. It's a many marathon. Yeah. yeah. So as as a founder, what how do how does that mentality change you in terms of operating the business? Well, it's up and down. A marathon, you've got to sometimes sprint to compete, mm. to to beat your 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 competitors, and sometimes you have to pace yourself mm. and slow down right. uh, to to catch the next uh, sprint. Right, and that that's it. I mean, you uh, you need to realize sometimes you cannot overstretch yourself, and you've got to reserve that cash flow to mm. rebuild again. Mm. Uh, so we're reinventing ourselves. Right. But software business wasn't really doing well in our opinion. Okay. We got stuck with a lot of projects. Uh, but the cloud business came out. But we said, how do you convert our software business to become more mm. cloudable? Right. And that's what we've been doing right now. We're changing our model. Uh, and, you know, and the cost is actually much more lesser. Mm. Yeah. So I guess, so in short, it's about... One is not being too in love with the business that you're in, lah. So you're yes. doing cloud now, and you see 
things environments change you you change you, you, you change you change the right? model you change the business model you mm. you change how you do things you change on the market mm. yeah so that, uh, that's what we have to do mm. uh, to stay survive yeah yeah from a team standpoint mm-hmm. so you mentioned at the start you know there was a, a few of you who are founders um, and then you know now there are still you know a bunch of you who are still wi- in in it. How did you? How did that team stay in such a long period together without killing each other yet? <laughs> yeah, so what what makes a good team last that long? Well, I think we 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 compartmentalize who who does what. Okay. Uh, and and there is, uh, you know, there is uh, a person who finally is okay. Who's going to be the lead, mm. and and whoever decide who's going to be the lead, we all follow lah. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, uh, I've been leading the company since uh, uh, I think. Oh, let me remember. Uh, 2013. Okay. Uh, since 2013, and uh, my my founder Aimi uh, started the company also uh, ran and led it from 2018 to 2013. Mm. Yeah. So before that was uh, Ashmi, my other colleague. Okay. Yeah. So, so you guys kind of took turns. Yeah, we just took turns because it, yeah. it is it is taxing, mm. yeah. And sometimes we need the breather to actually learn other stuff mm. and come back again. Right. Uh, that, that's what I did. Yeah. But to me, you've always been the face to to Scully, though. Even throughout yeah, all those I, I years. Yeah, I tend to be the public face, but uh, you know there were, you know there were a lot more people doing behind the works. Right. I mean, but I would go out and speak and and meet people. And mm. do do a lot of the sales, mm. but um, to be honest with you, when I did that, I didn't really learn much. Huh. Yeah, and uh, you know, you sell. Yeah. yeah, you sell what people give you to sell, mm. uh, and you build network, uh, and you put in a good brand name on yourself personally. Mm. Uh, however, when I went back into uh, run 2013, I was really much more interested in going. What can we do differently, mm. right? Mm. And um, and I said to myself, this this business or solutions business is is not going anywhere. And I think we'll be, um, you know, marginalized. That somebody is going to come up with a cheaper, better solution. Mm. And I started in, in getting involved in projects myself. Okay, a lot more hands-on, lah. More and more hands-on. Yeah. Doing the selling. Uh, yeah. Becoming first, becoming the project directors of the company, mm. and then became you know sometimes co-project managers as well. Right. Oh, and down to that level of down detail. to the level, and and uh, and one project that I'm doing right now, I'm actually one of the uh, lead testers. Okay. Cool. Yeah, doing the QC because right. I want to learn how do we improve the testing. Mm. How because. Testing was basically like everybody does the development requirements and development, and then the test scripts and test cases come later on. Mm. To be honest with you, I don't think that's the correct approach. Mm. I think test cases and test scripts should be done in the onset when the requirements are firmed up. Mm. But that can only be done when you have a prototype. Yeah. So when you build the test cases and test scripts. So when you actually send the requirements to your development team, you already have the test cases and steps for them to pass or fail. Mm. So they know what it's, it's like an open book, lah. Right. You know right. basically how you're gonna pass, you're gonna fail. Yeah. That actually helps the developers actually what they need to do. Okay. To be done, right. So that that actually really works and improves the quality and and produces our development bills a lot faster. Mm. Yeah. So how do you balance the two roles, right? From all the way down to testing your own products 
and also to running the. No, when the, I go the into the project, I'm a tester, so I take orders from the project manager. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> is, <laughs> it, is, the, it, is it hard for the team to say, "Oh my God, the CEO is here doing the testing," you know, to to it's not boss you? Around. It's hard for the developers because they will get emails from me and say that this doesn't work. <laughs> 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 they like, oh, panic. <laughs> Prioritize that one, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I I I, I don't tell them. The project managers got 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 all the shots, so the he cues. What the development? Uh, we go, we go, we're going for one. We just finished one UAT. We're going for next round of uh, what called UAT two, which right. they rectify the bugs. So the project manager will list down the priorities mm. with the with the lead development teams uh, to to do the work. Okay. Uh, but I finished the the testing and I enjoyed it. Ah. I enjoyed it. Uh, so so one, I mean, um, one project I was involved in prototyping. Mm. And uh, we said that how do you prototype a lot faster? Mm. So we started experimenting with a lot of prototype tools. Mm. Uh, we use XD. We use a few of the. I think Azure has a mm. has a prototype tool, tool and yeah. so on. Uh, but we stuck with Figma. Okay, I don't know what that is. Yeah, this Figma is. To be honest with you, why we chose Figma? Because a non-technical person like me can run it. Okay. You have XD, you have Azure, and so on. You got something technical to actually. It's a bit more complicated. I mean, all the features are there, uh-huh. but with Figma, a requirements person, business analyst, can actually amend the thing themselves. Not mm. waiting for the designers to do it. Not waiting for for a lead technical person to do it. That's what we want to do. We want to actually take out that technical mm. complexities so that. You know, not technical people. The people who yeah. are users so focus on the functions, right? Focus yeah. on the functions. Focus yeah. on usability. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So, how do you see? I guess I have two questions spring to mind. One is from a technology side. We mm. come back to that. But another one is on the skill set. Mm. Right. Over the last twenty years, how do you see the the availability or the the quality of talent uh, within, within we, we we have to uh, we have to partner. Hmm. Uh, you know, we we're a Java house. We build on Java. Okay. Java programmers in Malaysia is tough to get. Oh, okay. Really? Oh, tough. really? Huh. Well, I mean, they, um, to be honest with you, for us, it's tough. But the likes of uh, JLCs and government is easy because they can afford. Ah, okay. Yeah. So they, they, you know, That's the banks well, yeah. based to Manila. Tax money. It's hard to get three. Once you train them, you lose them. Mm. You you will lose you that. lose the investment, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we work with uh, we do we the our development team. We work with a development center in 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 Bangalore. Okay. Yeah. Also, oh, we do outsource uh, some of the development. We work with what we call strategic partners. Okay. And they share the revenue with us. Oh, they share the revenue. Ah, okay. Yeah. They share the revenue with us. So they they put so in the risk, the risk. Mm. Uh, together, but we handle the PM, the the requirement specialists, uh, uh, us, the designers, our uh, uh, our testers, us. Mm. And the cloud infrastructure and the platform is is us mm. So it sounds like the infrastructure side has always been the core. Yes, Scalier. it's always been the core, and mm. it's always been our bread and butter. Mm. Uh, steady revenue, slow. it grows gradually. Right, but, uh, we're not a big data center like uh, like uh, like Exabytes or something like mm. that. Mm. We don't go retail. We okay. go at enterprise level. Okay. Yeah. So then back to the question on technology. Yeah. Um, so obviously, a lot of the cloud services type technologies have, have evolved, and you've, you know you've you've, yeah. you've grown with that. What are the other types of technologies that you see that's interesting that Scully might want to go into? Microservices. What does that mean, microservices? Well, you know, when you develop something on an application, hmm. so you develop a simple thing like uh, create an account or login. 
Mm. If you've got another customer, you got to create another application mm. or you got to create that environment. Mm. You can reuse some of the codes. Right. Uh, but it's mostly about 60% usable. All right. Because mm. there are certain workflow and functionalities that mm. you have to build on the services back end. But uh, with microservices, you probably have, can reuse 90%. Right. And you use the same environment. Mm. So, for example, I log in and create an account. If I, you know, produce it for say, uh, say Etika, I can use that same services for another company. Mm. What right. changes is just the UX, the mm. front end. Mm. That's all. Mm. So all you do is the is the front end. So uh, it's almost like a yeah legal pieces that you. you yeah, exactly. You but no, it's like a, it's like one big factory, and the front. And the front shop is basically Proton, Peugeot, and so on. Mm. You just come in and say, I, I, I want a Peugeot, and it goes into the same factory, and then I wait at the end, uh, uh, end of the factory, and it comes out of Peugeot. Ah, okay. But, but ah. it's all the same factory. Ah. <laughs> so, so that is some, has that then fundamentally changed the way you operate as a, as a, yes. as, as a solution? Yes, it's going to change a lot. We've mm. got one project coming up mm. that uh, we are piloting on microservices. Mm. And how you develop is you got to be more modular, right. and you got to think about uh, the next. What do people want? Mm. And there's going to be many variations, as in you know, just basic uh, uh, service of login and create will have different variations when people have different things. Mm. And you can plug in these different features in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Anything else from a technology standpoint? Uh, whether it's analytics and. Well, I mean, everybody talks about uh, you know distributed ledger and all, mm. all that. I mm. mean, that's yep. that that's going to come up, um, mm. and you know, and there's going to be a decentralization of a lot of mm. systems that changes the whole environment of a data center. Mm. You know, our data center, eighty percent of our revenue comes from ten percent of our floor space. Okay, that's our that, cloud. That valuable ten percent of the floor space. Yeah. That's the cloud. Right. So when we go and see our customers, then they say, wow, this is so big. And then they go to our cloud environment. Oh, this is so small. And I say, this is, big. <laughs> this is 80% of our else. revenue. <laughs> right. Yeah. This, things are changing. And, right. But and do you think back to the, to the, uh, the blockchain and all that, is that something still experimental and hasn't really gone mainstream yet, or do you see it? It now hasn't gone mainstream. Over? I think we, uh, you know, uh, the application developers got to develop uh, suitable systems and applications that hmm. allow the network and the data center uh, software layer has got to come hmm. up to par to that. Hmm. Um, so there's a long way to g- long. I don't say it's a long way. There's a lot of opportunities for a lot of people to come mm-hmm. and, and provide a lot of innovation mm. around that. So, you know, but it's coming it's coming close. I mean, we see we see a lot of applications. And the question really realize is that, you know, it changes banks. It changes a lot of even governments, right? Yeah, potentially, right? Yeah. So decentralization of... Yeah. There of was one, uh, one project that uh, we want to get involved with just starting. It's about facilitation of... Uh, uh, funds uh, for entrepreneurs and SMEs, oh. like a government, you know, government provide grants and soft loans yeah. and so on. So there's a bunch of entrepreneurs that uh, that ask us to to be a their technology partners. Uh, they have a very unique model. Hmm. Uh, the uh, the question was I always ask them is that don't you need to get the buy-ins of all these agencies because they are the 
agency who they are the fund distributors. Yeah, and, and CB Bank, yeah. PUMB, you know, hmm. even even the development banks like Bank Bangunan and so on. I said not really. Uh, okay, huh. I said why? Well, here's the thing. Uh, I mean, your email. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Google Mail. Did Google Mail go to your IT department and said, please install the Google uh. services? What happened? Somebody used Gmail, mm. right? And when somebody used Gmail, they said, hey, you know, they got a company version for this and start using it. Mm. And uh, getting online were very seamless and so on. Then they use it? Then they use it. Mm. It's all in the cloud. There's nothing sits in the office. All they want to do is just log in ID and as an administrator, jalan. Hmm. So it's the same concept. Hmm. So what does that mean? That means that, you know, one grant management system that the government wanted to tender out, I think, um, one of the agencies, their budget was 25 million. Okay. And that's just for one? Yeah, it was rejected. Okay. Because I don't think the government had the money. Hmm. So you times that by another 15 agencies? Yeah, right. That's so crazy. Billion, yeah. Right, and I don't think the systems will talk to each other. Right. Yeah. So, but if you have one group of entrepreneurs that say, "Okay, I'll do it," and and I'll get money from whenever the funds are, are facilitated, right? And everybody can use it. Mm. It's a common way. Mm. So this is something new. Something coming. Yeah, something's coming. Something new. It's very interesting. Right. Huh? And, uh, so and it's uh, transparent too, right? As it's far transparent. As concerned. It's yeah. transparent, and mm. it's you know, I'll I'll give the data to the government. They want mm. to know how many in Kelantan entrepreneur women entrepreneurs are getting funding or not. Mm. How mm. many people in Sabah and Sarawak, mm. uh, the agriculture industry? Yeah, who we'll share the data? Yeah, and I assume with something like that, you know, the size of the of the, the loans can be whatever you know, the yes, volume can exactly. go as high as it needs to be. Right? But but what does that mean? Mm. That means that when data is now going to be transparent, mm. right? The source of money can doesn't have to be with the government anymore. Mm. Somebody can come and say, "Hey, you know this this entrepreneur in in say Sabah, I'm a, I I like to invest in this entrepreneur. I can invest. Yeah, I can do crowdfunding and so on. I can go through this medium and platform and invest." Mm. Right, mm. you don't need the facilitation from the government, so it helps. Yeah, it makes it more efficient. Yeah, yeah. You you would think something like that would be good. The transparency is good, mm. but I'm sure there's some opaqueness that some people want, lah. Right. So unfortunately, so well, there there there's certain confidential information that you yeah. want to 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 be privy to who's giving you yeah. funding and who's receiving yeah. funding. Yeah. Uh, but you know, going back uh, to to being a, a old dog in the industry is that mm. is that you know we used to think that the IT department or or, or that particular organization must say yes to these IT systems mm. and not anymore I mean to put an email server I remember a lot of some of us were sending selling email services software so they had to bring the machine and put it there yeah and you know in the blackberry yeah uh, era yeah yeah, yeah yeah and then so not anymore yeah right it's you can yeah you can you can get a lot of this and I think that's all about because of the cloud and subscription services like that model really changed right mm. the way companies work of course there are industries 
uh, like the banking industry, uh, where the services on the cloud are a bit more challenging, mm-hmm. right? But even that is changing mm-hmm. slowly. But I guess for the other industries, that's you know, it's already a gift, right? Nobody buys servers anymore. Yeah. I remember, you know, the time when we used to do server sizing, right? <laughs> you yeah. need to get the requirements. You know, how many CPU? How many RAM? Oh, is it for peak? You know, what's for your peak? What's your average? And then and all this nonsense, right? Because yeah. now, well, it's it's a cloud service. You switch it on when you need to. Yeah. So yeah. that's changed quite a bit. It's changed. I mean, even even government tenders are, are changed. Mm. You used to roll out the infrastructure and services first. You get paid for that. Yeah. And then the software development comes later on. Yeah. That's changed totally. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting. That's true. But uh, you know, uh, the IT, the local IT industry, the local new startups and so on, mm. um, dealing with the government is going to be quite challenging. Uh, I think things are not are not as fast in changing in the government mm. mindset, transforming to to actually move towards the times, new mm. technology, new ways of doing things. Yeah. Yeah, that that is going to be very challenging. Well, let's let's see if things will improve further mm. or take a step back. We'll we'll find out, I guess, in the next couple of weeks, couple of months. Yeah. Because I was thinking that you know, things were moving in the direction where you know embracing technology a lot more. Um, you know, so we'll see, I guess, in that respect. So, pr- sorry, you're gonna ask. Yeah, but you know, sometimes it's frustrating. <laughs> I guess yeah, for somebody like you who face. I think there's there's the headlines. Yeah. That person like me would see, right? In terms of oh, the government embracing all these new things, and then there's the people like you who are actually seeing it on the ground, talking to the ministries or you know, yeah, ministries and all the, the different projects yeah. where the reality really is, lah. Yeah, it, it is tough. I mean, mm. the other day I got one uh, one of our partners came out to me and said, "Oh, sorry, the uh, I we delayed one project. So what project are you doing with one of the banks?" So uh, how is it? So it's crazy. These requirements keep changing all the time, and they tell us to do things first, uh, and then get paid later. We also do not know if we're going to get paid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So is that a general advice? And say, you know what? If you are going to be an entrepreneur right now, don't go into the big companies or the or, or government in terms of of uh, projects and collaboration. Go to uh, well, the, you see, the 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 money is with the big companies and the and the com- and the governments, right? Mm. But I think uh, if if we are a bit more sensitive with with local SMEs and the need of our cash flow running, mm. I think we can work a lot faster. Uh, you know, economy go. You know, that flow of money has got us. Circulate more times, yeah. Right, yeah. and when it's stuck due to procedural bureaucracy, uh, it becomes an issue. Mm. It, it's sad. Sometimes I see that, you know, and the entrepreneurs tell me the story that sometimes you know they just have to give a fifty percent haircut because they're just Ouch. desperate for the cash, mm. and you just can't move with the project. Mm. You know, just every time. Flow, right? yeah. yeah, because you know, uh, uh, one story I got was that. You know, it was like, oh, invoice already sent, everything is right, but the thing hasn't been signed off. Took another two months for them to meet for the sign off, only to be told that, oh, they want some more things. And, and up to that point, work delivered. Work developed. And what they want new things is not not, not according to what, what it's signed off. Mm. So the, that, the small company, how do we move? 
I said, to be honest with you, I told them, you just have to swallow and tell them, okay, how much is the cost, right? Hmm. How much is the cost to, to actually do this extra thing? So say, okay, we can absorb the cost. So they did it. But hmm. they, they had to do it hmm. because, you know, or else they won't be able to get it signed off. Yeah. But, you know, for s- small um, company, a lot of many companies, it's like, you know, you're, uh, you've been taken to ransom. Yeah. You, you just got no choice but just to agree. Yeah. Right? So that's, that's sad. That's tough. Uh, that's, re- that's really sad. And, you know, these people, they depend on this cash flow to, to pay, uh, to roll around, to do other projects, yeah. to innovate. Yeah. Uh, but if if people don't follow that, and then it's the thing. I mean, even my wife tells me, "Oh my God, you know, uh, doing design work, people don't want to pay for the design. Mm. Uh, you know, they change things, yeah, and so on. So it's it's it's, it's, it's not just IT projects, like, It's yeah. just human nature, I guess. Yeah. No, but mm, it's not like that in the over- overseas. We've done project overseas, right? Uh, online mm. and we've got partners overseas mm. pay us US dollars and so on it's not like that <laughs> you agree on the terms you yeah they, they do respect okay oh yeah. okay in fact in fact sometimes the customer goes uh, I think this is extra uh, how much would you like to mm. charge for this mm. so they, they're very open and, and they, they actually respect mm. the small guy so is this a Malaysian thing I it think it is like you think. it is hmm Ah, kalau boleh tanya kita tanya. It is a Malaysian thing, and sometimes it's, it's, it's uh, we need to change. And I guess if you've been tanya by somebody, then that's how you operate later on too, lah, right? It's like, well, yeah. this guy's got away with it for me now. I, I'm not gonna pay my suppliers yet. Exactly. You know, so, so to. it is it is a vicious circle that mm. that that doesn't really help uh, yeah. the local industry. But if I recall, like uh, somebody was telling me in Korea, they were saying that uh, you know they've got the SME Act that forces people to pay on time. Oh, okay. Yeah, and and, and you know if you go against so non-payment uh, and you don't object on anything, uh, then basically you have to pay a rush. Mm. Basically, you you go to jail. Right, right. Uh, you know, but we don't have that enforcement here. Mm. And people can drag, just mm. sit there with the with the invoice and and you know. Yeah, and then when 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 you the uh, the company is really desperate, then bahu you, you But actually, on that, right, for from cash flow and, and you know it goes towards fundraising lah. I just wanted to ask you, you about that. I don't know how in the good old days, right? How was fundraising done for for companies like yourself? To, you know, to start companies oh, as I opposed I to today. It's a question of going to VCs. There's a lot of people throwing money at, at any tech company these days. Feels like it, right? You've got angel investors, you've got lots of VCs. Um, how was it in those days in terms of you know fundraising? It was a lot tougher. Uh, and, and then the uh, gas station period was supposed to be only a year. And mm. you're supposed to turn around with positive cash flow after that. Right, that's expected. That's expected. Not here. Give, I'll give you another check. To yeah. just keep going, yeah. That's, uh, so, how how what do you feel about that in terms of the the way new companies today operate? In terms of you know, I'm spending money now as a foundation. Um, I'm not going to be cash flow positive yet. Forget about profitability. Um, but you know, I will probably need to raise some more money to you know acquire more customers, and then you just keep it going. What do you think about that approach these days? Uh, I think. Uh at the end of the day, the investors will ask, where's the money? Hmm. 
and you need to turn around the cash flow unless the business model is that I build and a big huge market share and actually sell it off to mm. to somebody else. Mm. Um, but you know, a lot of investors and as a as a person who runs the company, people who I invest in my own company in Scully itself, mm. I want to see returns. Mm. At the end of the day, you you got to have returns, right? Yeah. Um, so uh, we're, we're in this cycle the, of euphoria of you know getting people funding and so on yes yeah. you celebrate that right it's like woo, we've got yeah. series B series C a few more you know, 10 million more yeah but um, you know for every dollar you gotta make money mm. you gotta pay back that that dollar and you gotta make 20% so 30% on top cents yeah. on top of yeah. that uh, if you don't, then at the end of the day, you know, it'll come to the point where, um, how are you going to survive? Yeah. Get another round of funding? Um, it'll be a point when, hey, wait, man, there are going to be other prettier companies, much mm. more sexier companies, to actually for you to, uh, for people to invest in. Yeah. Uh, so and what happens when you can't raise anymore? Exactly. Mm. So there was a very good discussion I had with a VC one day. And, and, and and he was telling me that one entrepreneur came up to him. And apparently, when he was telling me the story, I know the entrepreneur. I know the company. Okay. And I asked him, is it this company? Oh, yeah, 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 you know them. I said, yeah. And I said, so I asked, did you invest in them? He said, no, I didn't invest in them. I said, why? Because they weren't like the Grab or the Uber and so on. They weren't, they weren't uh, you know, they weren't at that level. I said, what level are you want to buy? I said, I want to buy this valuation, but you know, if you want to buy this valuation, you got to take the risk investing in Nelly. Uh, you know, so I told him, you know, Grab. Grab's nothing new. Before Grab, five seven years ago, we've seen this model, mm-hmm. right? But it didn't evolve in an app. It's, it involves with that data terminal on taxis, right? The ministry and the government wanted to 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 build something like this. Mm. Uh, so that because people keep calling taxis and they can't get taxis at that time. Mm. This was in what? Um, year 1999 to year 2000. Okay. Yeah. Okay, 19 years ago. Yeah, 19 years ago, right? Okay. So they were, they were like trying to do something like this. It's, mm. a, it's, it's, a, it's a two-way platform, you know? Right. But right. not an app, but they've got this dumb, really ugly data terminals right. ta- in taxis. It's a hardware in the yeah, taxi, right? Yeah, the taxi. Okay. So they wanted to invest and people rented it and so on. Mm. They didn't pick up. But you know, it was a need mm. by the by by the public. Right. And the thing is that the question I asked him is that you know what's the difference between uh, the many many companies like this, like Grab, that were the predecessors of Grab, mm. than Grab right now. And then he asked me what two hundred million. That's the difference. Mm. That is what you get. Mm. In terms of numbers and market share, and mind share, and the number of users, is that two hundred million? If a model is good and the entrepreneur is good, you put the money, fifty million, hundred million, you will basically deliver that thing. Hmm. But don't ask saying that they're not Grab, but then you you ask you the question why put the money in. you won't put the money in. The difference is that Grab was going around, around what, yeah, and then. They got that investment in Singapore. Yeah. But there were many, many, many Malaysian innovators and entrepreneurs, mm. right? 
that didn't get to launch because they didn't get the funding. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the issue here. Uh, you need to that, but you know you need to make sure that that you turn around in a positive cash flow. Yeah. Um, so it's still, you know, it's still questionable whether these companies are are going to be positively, uh, you know, positive or not. Yeah. Maybe they need to change the business model. I mean, Amazon wasn't wasn't profitable, was it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Only until a recent few years they are profitable some quarters. Yes. And not quite. And AWS obviously brought them yes. up to profitability, right? Yes. But right. the other core businesses, not really. Exactly. Yeah. So, so the thing is that you know you they need to involve. And sometimes, you know, uh, they say providing the, you know, like the the gold rush. Mm. Uh, they were saying when we when we were studying the internet digital age, it's not it's not the gold diggers that were making money. It's the people who are selling the pots and the pans and the spades were selling were making the to money. the gold diggers, yeah. Yes, yeah. So you need to change the model sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Evolve. What about Scully? So what about Scully in terms of growth? What are you? What are your plans now moving forward? Well, uh, to be honest, we're a bit more focused and consolidating right now. Mm. Uh, I think uh, we got bitten by by certain public projects mm. that mm. we are now shying away from it. Okay, we're cautious for these projects, mm. and I think we want to do projects that we believe in, mm. not just for the sake of uh, of having uh, a, a project name behind it. Right. Yeah. Uh, from a from an industry standpoint, does Kali focus on any particular industries? Uh, no, we don't focus on industries, but we're more we've always been of a horizontal layer that try to f- uh, you know that can customize to any particular industries. Mm. Yeah, we we always been tending tend to that. Okay. We've got our data center cloud that basically fits in all industries. We we build our applications that is adaptable and and legalized. <laughs> <laughs> to us, yeah, 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 to every industry, so we, we don't focus on because the our model is that we do work with a lot of uh, third parties who are domain experts, industry mm. experts. So they come to us mm. to 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 actually provide that. Okay, mm. okay. Mm. Um, well, we're almost coming up to the hour. Okay, hey, um, that was fast. So, any last thoughts in terms of how you see the technology industry evolving further in in this region or Malaysia specifically? Um, any more? Scullies that you would hope to be born out of uh, out of Malaysia. Well, you know, to be uh, to be honest, we 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 you know we're very we're a small country. Hmm. We're a very small country, and market is is small. and And I see uh, I see a lot of entrepreneurs starting small and they manage to sell overseas. Mm-hmm. And that's been an inspiration to to myself and to a lot of many people. Right. And uh, you know, they they had a few mistakes, they had a few challenges, uh, but the internet and the World Wide Web has always been that um, catalyst that allow people to go out. But we, yeah, but the thing is that we always see this aspect about it's about selling overseas, but to produce to sell, you need to produce something. Mm. Of course. Yeah. So the thing is that sometimes when you produce things, we, we say, we, we become insulated. Say, oh, let's get everything from here. Mm. So technology and smart partnership from many, many different countries, you can actually do a lot. Mm. And that's what 
that's what the internet has done mm. also. So is regionalization part of your yes. moving forward roadmap? Yes. So we started with the offshore center in Bangalore. Mm-hmm. The the problem was basically every time we hire a Java program, uh, a year later they leave. Right. <laughs> so yeah. we said, how do we do this? Mm. I mean, how do we develop something that we can? Uh, because you know uh, we don't want to do POI things on PHP because we'll be competing with the small guys, right? Right. So we do we we're more enterprise level. So. So that's how we did. Mm. But there are things like, for example, designs, mm. usability, uh, you know, that allows this cross whether there are collaboration tools, mm. right? And now uh, some of our staff are paid on an hourly, uh, uh, hourly, hourly rate. rate. Oh, this gig economy, huh? Yes. And the Maesha goes to me, how are you going to measure that? And I go, cool question. Okay, I'll tell you next week. And what I did, I went online and I said, what what desktop app allows me to track people's work? Yeah. Is there? There is. There's 15 of them. Okay. Yeah. So it's not it's not new. It's not new. And then I can track. And then yesterday only I, I, I called because we, we started this, huh. right? And we hired three programmers on the microservices side. Okay. And... Because to hire somebody st- at the start and say, okay, that's a big investment. Mm. Is there projects on, on this microservice? So we, we, we did this gig economy concept and we said, look, hire, install this so that I know what you're working on right. and I, char- you pay, I, I pay you by an hour. Right. And it did. And I looked at it. Oh, you did four hours. Very good. But then you were one hour was surfing the web on YouTube, watching uh, WWF. So that's deducted from you. Why <laughs> <laughs> well, it goes down to that level? Of course yeah, it goes down can, to the right? level. Yeah. Tells you URL. So I just advise. I, I, mean, I, should work- I should put this on my kids' laptop. Yeah, actually. if you're not working, I said just stop just the counter, stop right? the down timer, please, <laughs> because you know I don't know what else I'm, I'm looking at. <laughs> I don't want to know. <laughs> I don't want to know, right? Ah, okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, th- these are the things, and, uh, and I was going. This is how you can go cross border with expertise, with creativity. Mm. And and a lot of exp- uh, things that you can you can capture. Mm. Uh, so so there's a lot of things that you can produce yeah. without really stepping without stepping outside. So this hourly rate type workforce that you've experimented in, do you see this growing further? Yes. Hmm. Yes. The uh, I think uh, I mean, and then you know the the particular tools that you can every month you just click and turn and and they get paid by PayPal. Ah. <laughs> right, everybody's happy, right? So everybody's they get happy. they get the money. They get the money. As soon as done. Works yeah. fast, right? Sometimes uh, I see models. Um, uh, they dish out the money uh, every week. Okay. Huh. Yeah. So the 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 scrum bills, the yeah, sprints, weekly. Yeah, are yeah. Produ- produced weekly. Right. Uh, and you do that, and I guess, and it's good for. Talent selection also, right? So you yeah. after a week, you see this guy's production is not very good. Cut so them off. You cut them off and try somebody else. Yeah, try them The question now is whether there are enough people out there uh-huh. who will sign up to provide this kind of services, lah. You know, by the hour. Uh, I think there, uh, there, there is, there is, there, there are uh, friend fr- freelance uh, platforms already mm. online that pay by an hour. Quite expensive though. Uh, hmm. uh, uh, there's already already available platforms. Maybe that's the next Kali platform yourself to provide developers for other people. Yeah, I mean, there will, well, I mean, 
we've got a few friends uh, that that basically are doing the services. Ah, okay. Uh, right. Oh, you yeah. don't want to compete with them, lah. So you know, we, we don't, we don't, we don't want to compete with them. But but we don't provide bodies; we provide solutions. Right. So we will use uh, these services yeah. to actually provide. Maybe you yeah. can start providing these services to the corporates on an hourly rate. <laughs> you want yeah. that done? <laughs> charge you yeah, smaller but but the thing is that the the what we've done is that we've allowed our customers to to have this in a structured manner mm. because one they, they what they want to know is that at the end of the day is the system going to be built at this time according to my requirements yeah so they leave it up to us mm. so we manage everything back end but we, we're transparent to them and they can see how much work has been done mm. what is the progress so far. Uh, so, so they they feel assured yeah. that that yeah. things are going to be delivered, and if it's not, we'll tell them when how it's going to be rectified. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So thanks a lot, Amran, hey. for having me. Thanks very. Um, Time flies really fast, when you've It is, yeah. So maybe next couple of a uh, couple of months we can catch up again and then see how you're faring. Yeah, we we got some exciting projects. Maybe once that's launched, uh, we can treat some more. Boleh. Huh? Boleh. Yeah. Okay, man. Okay. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Thank okay. you. Right.